trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned Cause it's time Hello again everybody and welcome back to another episode of Card Advantage I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is your other faithful host, Rich Rich, how are you tonight? Very good, thank you Welcome to 2015. Woo! Yeah, it's like we're living in the future or something, but we are back from our kind of winter hiatus. Uh, the, the, the holiday break is a tough time for us to get together, uh, just cause of travel and, and family and work and all that kind of jazz, yeah. so. Real, real life work really, I mean, it, it's a real busy time for me in December and it really gets in the way. Yeah. I shouldn't yeah. say in the way, but it, my real job prevents me from doing this job. It it interferes. Yeah, that's totally fair. But here we're we're back. We're we're not gone forever, we swear. Uh we're gonna try our best to make twenty fifteen a year when we record more regularly, or at least more regularly than twenty fourteen, because boy, it's hit or miss. Really was hit or miss. Most of that was my fault. Uh I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll that say maybe twenty percent was rich, I don't know, but mostly it was me. Uh, but here we are. We are back. How was the holiday break for you? I mean, do you, do you have much of a break since you have, you know, a real job? Um, not really. I did have a, an entire week off of work, but that was like after the holidays. Ah, okay. Okay. So that was, like, that was, it was the week of New Year's, so I guess, I mean, one of the holidays, but yeah. Right. So I did get a little bit of a break and have some nice time off. That's the first time I've had a week off since I've been married. Wow. I've taken wow. time off. I've never taken a full week off all at once. Yeah. So uh, are are you like me when you have an extended period of time off? Is it like really super awesome at the beginning, and by the end you've got this nagging feeling that there's something you're supposed to be doing? No, no, I don't get that at all. Oh man, boy, I got to work on that. I get that nagging feeling towards end, like God, I wish I had more vacation. Yeah. So hey, here's one thing that I noticed during the holiday season that I found very odd and. I guess disconcerting, but it's the, it's the new way of things. So during the break, we started to get spoilers for Fate Reforged, like just, you know, right and left. Since the, the release schedule has been altered, I mean, it used to be that the middle set came out in, uh, what, like early February, and now it's kind of midway through January? Yeah. Yeah, so all that's been pushed back, so now now spoilers happen earlier, which... I don't know how I feel about that. I felt it, I, it was kind of hard to keep up with the spoilers during the break just because I was, you know, traveling and doing stuff with That's the, the thing. I was like, a lot of people are traveling. Yeah. I guess it's, you know, it's a mobile website and with phones and the way the website actually contours to a mobile phone now, I mean, it's still. Yeah. I, I found it odd. You know, I'm sure we'll get used to it and then they'll change it. Well, so. I think that, I think they're trying to get adjusted to this new schedule too. Like, we're not the only ones adjusting to it. They have to as well. Yeah, that is certainly, certainly true. So, uh, I'm going to tell everyone out there in listener land the thing that we're not going to do today. Because there are lots of other shows. That's right. We're not going to read all the spoilers. There are lots of other shows that do that. Oh, and besides which, I'm pretty sure we're supposed to just pull the plug. I don't think any of us can podcast with Magic anymore because now that the Dream Team is on limited resources, I don't know if you've heard about this, but... uh, LSV is the new co-host for Limited Resources. What happened to uh, Brian Wong? Uh, I don't actually know. I'm sure someone out there knows and is currently screaming it at their iPod, but I just saw on Twitter the other day that it's now Marshall and LSV, and that's... Pull the plug, we're done. 
who who else could? Ladies and gentlemen, this is our last show. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I mean, well, I mean, good for Marshall because I know that I mean, that's this is like podcasting is his job now. Yeah. So I mean, good for him to be able to get you know score this and be able to keep moving forward. But um, is I mean, LSV is he still going to play competitive Magic? I, mean, I guess the podcast should stop him from playing. Competitive yeah, yeah. Magic. As far as I know, he's still gonna still gonna keep playing. It it does make it more difficult. My plan all along has been to try and get LSV on this show for an interview, but now he has his own show, so. That may be a little more tricky, but... Doesn't he run Channel Fireball, though, the store? Uh, I don't know that he runs it. He is involved with it, but... Mm. I thought he ran it, but I, could, I mean, I could be mistaken, so... I mean, I've never been a cha- Channel Fireball lackey. I don't want to say lackey. I'm fanboy. Yeah, well, they're more of a West so, Coast thing. Which so is I didn't exciting. follow them as much. I mean, I honestly followed Team Star City Games, because they had more of my favorite pros, such as, you know, P-Chapes and Jerry Thompson. Yeah. Yeah, I just happen to have a lot more Star City tournaments near me than Channel Fireball run, run ones. Although I can say I have judged several Channel Fireball tournaments and I have enjoyed them. I honestly didn't know they ran tournaments. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely do. Much in the same way that uh, occasionally uh, uh, Star City will have a GP, uh, cha- and Channel Fireball doesn't too. So. Okay. Interesting. So there you go. But we we do have a special topic tonight. We um, do. And this topic is about something that's been around. Hundreds of years, there's been stories written of all kinds from, you know, ancient England with St. George all the way, you know, to all across the world with, you know, China and Japan are very adamant in these. It's appeared in books. It's appeared in video games. It's been around forever. And it's something we haven't talked about yet. This is true. This um, is absolutely true. Because I mean, honestly, when you think, besides you, besides yeah. clues, right. when you think of red, what do you think of? Shivan Dragon. Dragons. Yes. Talk about dragons. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, folks of all ages at home, we are finally turning our attention to the biggest, the baddest, the dragons. I mean, these are probably the most, like, in just in fiction and, like, pop culture, want, these are probably the most popular, powerful, mythical creatures that are around. Yeah, I mean, they are, they're like prototypical. Right. I mean, if you say a fantasy setting, okay, show me the dragons. Where? Yes. Are show the me. I mean, we went to Innistrad. They still yes. had to have dragons. Absolutely. Why not? Uh, we went to uh, 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 Mirrodin in uh, uh, that terrible block, Scars of, and uh, what shows up? But the terrible infector. Well, he was really a good card, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, as far as if you actually encountered him, that would be very terrible for you. Uh, sort of dragon. Yeah, that's terrible for the, that's definitely terrible for you. Yeah, that's not, not gonna work out well for anybody involved. So even the Phyrexians understood that, uh, that dragons are important. So, uh, here's, here's what we're gonna do. Before we kick this off, before we do anything else, and, and Rich already tipped the hand a little bit, but before we do anything else, I want everyone out there, I'm gonna give you like five seconds, and I want you to think about dragons in magic, because I want to, I just want to try and experiment to see what, see what comes to your mind. I'll even, I'll even, when I edit it, I'll keep this silence in here, which is tricky to do, but here we go. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. So here you go. Here's your five seconds. Go. Okay, there were your five seconds. Now, here is my prediction. I think that they're gonna fall into about four major camps of, uh, of dragons that people will think of. 
And the first and foremost of those camps, I think, will be the old school folks, the people who've been around since the very beginning. And they're going to be thinking about Shiv and Dragon. And they're probably going to be thinking about the days when they played early on when Shiv and Dragon was just the bomb. That he was awesome. Now, we're going to talk about Shiv and Dragon in a minute, but uh, trust me, he's the the original Shiv and Dragon. I think a lot of people are going to think of that. I think the next class of people that you're going to find are folks who are standard players right now. And they're not really going to be thinking about Shiv and Dragon because it's not really all that relevant to standard these days. I think they'll be thinking about things like uh, Stormbreath Dragon and Thundermaw Hellkite, ones that made really big splashes recently. So that's camp number two. Camp number three, I think, are going to be the real flavor people. And the flavor people were probably thinking of two dragons, probably, and that is Nicol Bolas and Niv-Mizzet. And they'll both come up later, too. And the last camp, I think, is going to be a really tiny slice of the community, but they're going to be the folks who used to play EDH really early on. And there are five dragons they're thinking of, the original Elder Dragons. So those, go ahead and prove me wrong out there in listener land. Tell me what dragon you were thinking of during your five seconds of dragons, of Draco Silence, which I don't think is a spell yet, but I guess maybe, maybe it should be. Okay, so let's... Let's dial back to Alpha, the original set, the very beginning. And what should appear in Alpha but a dragon? And why wouldn't a dragon appear in Alpha? Because like Rich said, these the, the concept of dragons are absolutely integral to just about any fantasy setting. And so we had the original dragon to start it all. That was Shivan Dragon. Shivan Dragon was a 5-5 with flying for four red red. So six mana got you a five five flyer. Now this was back when creatures sucked, so this was pretty awesome. And it had an ability for a red, Shivan Dragon gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. And that's it. Everything else on the card was flavor text. And the flavor text was pretty good and kind of set the stage for what we think of as dragons in magic. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read this flavor text. We won't get too in-depth on a lot of the cards, but this one it's the one that started it all. So the original flavor text on your Alpha Shivan Dragon, which you were playing with on a school playground without sleeves, and oh, hurts my soul. Let's, let's, let's not talk about that. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, while it's true most dragons are cruel, the Shivan Dragon seems to take particular glee in the misery of others, often tormenting its victims, much like a cat plays with a mouse before delivering the final blow. So there you go. That's that's the original bad boy. So I mean, the thing like he beat the the iconic creatures of the other colors. Oh yeah. I mean, he he beat Sarah Angel. Sarah Angel could have vigilance for days, but it didn't stop it. Not didn't couldn't block Shivan Dragon. Yep. What saying you're a vampire? Would you say that was like kind of the iconic black creature? One of. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Can't that can't beat him? That couldn't beat Shivan Dragon. Unless it killed a lot of creatures. Yeah, unless it had already killed a whole bunch of guys, but, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Blue didn't really, I mean, Blue didn't really have an iconic creature, I wouldn't say. Maybe they had a few Jins, but uh, even the Jins had downsides. Green probably had some worms that could stand up to it, but with the fire breathing, you could still use it to kill them. And the worms probably couldn't stand in its way because it had flying, so. Couldn't block it. And if you think, if you're, let's say, I mean, I don't know how much mono, dual color they, people played back then, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if, let's say you're mono red, you cast Shivan Dragon, you don't need to do anything else, you can just start swinging for 12. Yeah, he was a win condition all onto himself. 
quite frankly. And, you know, this, this was a time when creatures weren't all that good, and here was just a true powerhouse. You get to six mana, and you've got him. He's, he's gonna end the game for you. Now, these days, six mana for a five-five flyer, eh, be better not at ter- five. It's not, it's not yeah, terrible. It's definitely not, a, not terrible. Wouldn't pay it at rare, but still. Yeah, you'd like to have, uh, an enters the battlefield or leaves the battlefield ability or maybe a slightly better activated ability. I mean, there are lots of dragons that we see now, and we'll see a couple of them a little later on that, uh, that are better than Shiv and Dragon. I'm not gonna say strictly better, but better than Shiv and Dragon. Um, Shiv and Dragon nowadays is a card that you could put uh, you might have to change its name for flavor reasons. But you could put a functionally identical card to this in just about any set, and that would be fine. It wouldn't break anything at all. Nope. He's just a dude. And he, of course, dies to Lightning Bolt. No, I'm, I'm sorry, to, to, to Doomblade. Sorry. Um, so. What doesn't? Uh, black creatures? Yeah. Ooh, indestructible. Uh, no, that's, this is a, that's a different topic, different show. Okay, so. Looking at this dragon, what can we say about dragons in magic? So we've learned they're, they're kind of big. Okay, 5-5 five, five was a big body for the time. Yeah. Uh, they fly. This makes sense. Dragons in literature, you don't find many ground-based don't, dragons. I don't think every dragon has flying, but I think almost all do. Yeah, I think almost all of them do. Um, it's red. It's very red with a double red in its mana cost. Red is, uh, you know, it's, if you think of, a prototypical creature type for a color. Yeah, red dragons. Makes sense. Now, not all dragons in magic are red. That's absolutely true. Most have red in them. But most have some red in them. So as of the time of recording this show, which is prior to Fate Reforged releasing, there are 117 cards in Gatherer that have the dragon subtype. And is that, is that any, is there any dragons tribal subtypes? Uh, no, these are all creatures. Uh, and of those, only 30 don't have any red. That's actually more than I thought. Yeah, so well less than a third have are, are not red at all. And some of those are co- completely colorless, because there are some artifact dragons that we see. Uh, so this thing's red, it's big, it flies, uh, it fire breathes. It's got an activated ability that makes its offensive power bigger, so that plus one, plus zero when it, when it pumps. And it's a little expensive to cast. It's six mana. It's the top of a curve, right? You're not talking about jamming, you know, a whole bunch of six mana cost creatures in a deck unless you've got a very, very specific deck. Uh, so there you go. That's kind of a prototypical dragon that we can kind of base our comparisons to uh, as we go forward. Now, Shivan Dragon would not stay alone in the Dragon Pantheon in Magic for a while. Uh, lots of other dragons came along, uh, probably, and we're just going to talk about some notable big ones here. We'll paint with some broad strokes before we look at some some specific dragons. So, in 1994, the Legends set happened, and in Legends there were, surprise, surprise, some legendary dragons. Specifically, legendary Elder Dragons, the original Five Elder Dragons, which for those of you who have uh, listened to us for a long time, you may know we've talked about these guys before, uh, back when we were talking about uh, uh, EDH, for instance, because the, the Elder Dragon from Elder Dragon Highlander, that happened because of these guys. So, uh, believe it or not, they actually carry the Elder subtype, which is kind of weird, but there it is. 
Uh, so your Elder Dragons, they were color combinations. They were, let's see now, are these wedges, technically, rather than shards? So they're all three color combinations. And so you had green, white, blue, white, blue, black, blue, black, red, and yeah, they're red, shards. green, white. Yeah, so they're the original shards. So, and, oh, I'm sorry, and black, red, green. There we go. So these are your original shard dragons, and, uh, they all had crazy names. Uh, one of them you may know quite well, and that is our good friend Nicol Bolas. Nicol Bolas was one of the original elder dragons. They were all seven sevens. They all cost eight mana, so they're all very big, and they all cost a lot of mana, so we're still holding up with, uh, uh, similarities to Shivan Dragon there. They and, all had an upkeep. Cost. They all did have an upkeep cost, so uh, you were sacrificing them unless you did something. Uh, uh, I think all of them you have are to they pay all you have to shard. pay the shard? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. all of them you have to pay the shard. Uh, some had uh, triggered abilities, some had uh, activated abilities, but they were all pretty cool. To this day, I don't understand Dr- Dromar, the Esper one. Uh huh. To this day, I still don't understand how that fit with the, what they were going for for blue, white, black. No, sorry, not Dromar. Chromium. Chromium. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay, so hey, let's let's talk about that for a second. So Chromium costs two white, white, blue, blue, black, black for a total of eight for your seven seven legendary creature, Elder Dragon. It has flying and it has rampage two. Whenever this creature becomes blocked, it gets plus two plus two until end of turn for each creature blocking it beyond the first. And at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice it unless you pay the wedge. So uh, all right, so what's your problem with it, specifically? Rampage doesn't really fit with those colors. Hmm. I expect it to do something else. But then again, you know, this was early Legends, so... Yeah, this was 94. This was literally the year after Magic was invented. I think color identities were a lot more fluid back then. But yeah, it's not very Esprit, is it? No. I don't know, just the Rampage, too, like, it's just like... So it's a beat stick that's you know wants to destroy multiple creatures that are blocking it. It's like that just doesn't seem what those colors do at all. Mm-hmm. But I don't. That's that's just my thing about it. Like I never really understood that. Yeah, it is kind of odd. Um, you know, most of these, I'm I'm gonna say they don't really see much play outside of EDH. Uh, I don't know what it was like at the time. I certainly did not play Magic back in the day, but I, I suspect people jammed him anyway, because seriously, big dragons, they're scary. 7-7? Seven, seven? That's nuts. It's huge. Just absolutely huge. And if you haven't looked at the artwork on these guys, they're pretty cool. This is These are the old days of Magic artwork, so there's some interesting stuff. I personally love the artwork on the original Nicol Bolas, because it's, it's a giant dragon kind of sitting in a castle, Reading a book. That's that's, that's Nicol Bolas. Yeah, I was gonna say that's Nicol Bolas. He is amassing knowledge, knowledge he's probably going to use to kill you, because Nicol Bolas. But still, I, I think it's absolutely uh, awesome artwork. Um, I love it. Now, from a flavor standpoint, for those keeping track at home. Uh, we're still in magic set at the time on Dominaria, the original plane. Uh, it had not yet been completely torn asunder. Uh, we hadn't had uh, all of the nonsense uh, that went on later. But uh, these five dragons, the elder dragons, they were ancient dragons on Dominaria. Uh, they were the survivors of a dragon war that had happened long, long ago that originally kind of tore uh, 
uh, Dominaria apart. <laughs> Dominaria has had a really rough history, quite frankly, uh, between the dragons and the Brothers' War and uh, all the crap that happened in the Mending. Look, Dominaria is not a great place uh, to buy property, is what I'm going to say. Uh, but these guys survived, and in fact, I believe they're all siblings. I, I think they're all directly related to one another. Uh, Nicol Bolas was the big winner, and I think the conjecture in lore is that Nicol Bolas' spark ignited during this this dragon war. Uh, all the rest of the dragons who survived, who lived through but were not victorious in uh, in in this dragon war. Uh, they were kind of demoted from dragonhood. Uh, they had their wings ripped off and became worms. So uh, that's where worms come from. Now you know. And knowing half the battle, etc. Uh, so those are the elder dragons. G.I. Uh, Joe. Exactly. Uh, later on, I mean, we continue to get uh, dragons in fits and spurts, but I think the next really big milestone for dragons, at least in my opinion, sure, there are probably others, but uh, the, the Kamigawa dragons. Uh, bear mentioning, if for no other reason that the Kamigawa dragons came back to haunt us recently with, uh, excuse me, with the, uh, uh, Modern Masters. Yep. Because, uh, uh, were they all reprinted in Modern Masters? Uh, yeah, weren't they all, all five were mythics in Modern Masters? Cause I know I kept cracking these bastards as my mythics, and I don't remember if it was all five. I didn't want them, so. Uh, now, that's probably, there are people out there who are now yelling at their iPods. Because, yeah, I'm sure you love your, your spirit dragons, but. One of those is my, one of my, is my top three favorite dragons. Oh yeah? Which one's that? Um, Yose. Really? Yose? The, the white dragon is one of your favorites? Huh. He is amazing. Okay, so, hey, let's, let's look at Yose. Why don't you tell us what it does? Yose, let me make sure I have his mana cost right. I don't always remember his mana cost. I want to say he's yep, six. Yeah, he's six. Four white white for a legend creature, dragon spirit, flying. And he's a five five. And when Yose the Morning Star dies, target player skips his or her next untap step. Tap up to five target permanents that player controls. That seems really cruel. I see why you like it. Yeah. It definitely fits you. Very, right? Very much. Yeah, t- you do terrible things to terrible people. <laughs> well, yeah, but you do terrible things to good people, too. Uh, well, so that's what makes them terrible. These were all six-cost dragons. Uh, now, they were all five-fives. They all, all had flying, flying. Yep. which is weird, because that's like the one few place that green gets flying, is dragons and insects. Yes. Yes, this is absolutely true. Uh, these guys, while technically dragons, at least from a flavor or a storyline standpoint, it's actually more proper to think of them as spirits. They're spirits that take on the physical form of a dragon. I mean, this is Kamigawa. They are Kami. They are actual spirits. Uh, oh, so last least, time I checked, yeah, no one ever calls them the the five spirits from Kamigawa. Yeah, the five dragons. Well, but I'm just saying they're technically spirit dragons. Um, so if we're talking, you know, if we want to compare them to normal dragons, they're mostly normal dragons. Uh, at least from a lore standpoint, I think several of them were killed during the events of Kamigawa Block, except they're Kami, so they weren't really killed. They were kind of killed, so, sort of killed, I guess. Um, there is one other dragon uh, f- that is a spirit dragon that kind of bears mentioning. So if you go searching in Gatherer for dragon spirit, you'll actually get... Six, not five, but the sixth one is not from Kamigawa. The sixth one is actually from Scourge, uh, 
And it's a guy called Eternal Dragon. He costs seven mana, five white white. He was a five five flyer. And he has the following abilities. Uh, for three white white, return Eternal Dragon from your graveyard to your hand. Activate this ability only during your upkeep. So uh, you could bring him back to your hand, but boy, you better have a lot of mana if you're going to try and cast him this turn. And he had plane cycling. So for two and discarding this guy, you could search for a planes card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. So you can stick him into the library to go get a planes, and then later bring him back to your hand. So uh, he's kind of cool. Uh, I also like his artwork. It's also interesting that uh, if if you look at him, he's a he's a white dragon spirit who is eternal. We're going to have another pseudo-eternal dragon we'll be talking about later on. But that's eternal dragon. Those are the dragon spirits, uh, the five from Kamigawa plus eternal dragon. Um, they're all kind of cool. Uh, I didn't like having them as the mythics and modern masters. Like I, I understand they are used in EDH, and that's cool. That's absolutely cool, except uh, isn't Kuka Show banned in EDH? Um, unbanned. Banned as a commander. Okay. Okay. So no, no commanders for Kuka Show, but, uh, you can, you can use her now. So Kuka Show, by the way, Kuka Show the Evening Star, four black black for legendary creature Dragon Spirit, who flies, is a five five. When Kuka Show the Evening Star dies, each opponent loses five life. You gain life equal to the life lost this way. Yes, we banned it because you're a jerk and keep killing it over and over and over again. Well, because what a lot of people would do is they'd just clone it. Yeah. And then they'd get, kill them both and they'd bring them both back. Yeah. So, but now you just get rid of one and bring that one back. Yeah. So don't be a jerk. Use your Kuka Show sparingly, but it is way better when you've got more than one opponent. Uh, so. Anyway, Even if it's just one opponent, it's a ten-point life swing. It is. It is, which is nothing to sneeze at. And if you had a five-five body on a flyer for a while, that was probably helpful along the way. Probably killed something while it was at it. Um, well, they didn't so. doomblade it right away. I'll tell you that. Uh, so there you go. We've had now two different cycles of five dragons. One was a wedge. Uh, one was monocolored. And so now what else can we do with uh, cycles of dragons? Well, we shall see. We shall, we shall see. Um, let's talk about some specific dragons, because uh, those I think are the big cycles, quite frankly. Uh, but we had uh, sporadic dragons who have popped up who have been... Before we get to the those... Sure. Why don't we go through our favorite dragons? Our favorite dragons. I got two more favorite dragons. Okay, well, hit me. Steel Hellkite. Oh, Steel Hellkite. Absolutely awesome. Let's. A uh, six for a 5 5 flying artifact dragon. You can pay two colorless to give it plus one plus O. And you can pay X. One X. And when this, when you pay X, when he deals combat damage and you destroy all creatures with converted mana cost equals X. Yeah. And you can pay zero to destroy tokens. Yeah. Steel Hellkite. Is a boss. Kind of good. Huge EDH stable. He's just a boss. Yeah. Uh, what, what other ones you like? Um, Skithrix. Oh, oh, Skithrix. Skrillex. Skittles. The black Skittle. Yeah, well, remind people what that bastard, I mean, that card does. I want to see, I think he costs six as well. Yeah, I think you're right. Let me see if I can find Skitherix. Uh, nope, he costs five. Costs five. Um, he is a, for three black black, he is a legendary creature, Dragon Skeleton. 
I forgot his skeleton. Interesting. Yeah. He's a 4-4 flying infect. You could pay a black and, um, yeah, Scythrix, the white dragon, gains haste until end of turn. So you can pay six and you, you have four infect right then and there. Oh, then there's, I forgot about the other. <laughs> I was going to say, we're not done yet. How about black, black and regenerate Scythrix? Yeah, so look how far we've come. Let's let's just compare and contrast uh, Skittles here to the original Shivan Dragon, shall we? So three black, black. He makes Shivan Dragon a one-one. <laughs> he does. And if, and if you have two black, you keep your dragon. And you keep yours. So yeah, Shivan Dragon costs more for a slightly bigger body with fire breathing. So all that's great. But look, Skittles has infect. Okay, that's that's practically eight damage right there. It's not it's not four. It's eight. Because your life total is is 10 if we're dealing with Infect. He makes anything he hits smaller. Uh, he can attack right away if you've got the extra black. So he's got haste. So for that same 6, I can punch you for your, your 4 Infect rather than waiting around. So yeah, he's yeah practically dealing 8. You're right. And you can regenerate this bastard. He is hard to kill. He is uber hard to kill. Stupid Skitherix. And he, of course, has Infect, which is uh, a mechanic that I still maintain is uh, horrible and should not be used by anyone. Seriously, what the hell? I mean, like, I, I, I don't even like using, like, I love Scytherix, but I don't even, I really don't even use him in Commander because I don't think, because until the Infect rules change, it's not, I don't like him in Commander, he's not fair. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Way too easy to pump him up. Like, honestly, I mean, real popular um, deal is play Scytherix in a mono black deck and get put um last rite on him and he'll just he'll kill everybody. Mm-hmm. So uh from a storyline standpoint, yeah, he's from Scars of Mirrodin block, so he is uh and he's got infect. So obviously he is a Phyrexian dragon. Essentially the Phyrexians took a dragon and they completed it. You you can't hear the weird spelling on complete, but uh there it is. So they made it into what a dragon ought to be, I I guess. In their eyes. Yeah, definitely in their eyes. But, you know, I had forgotten that he was a skeleton as well. He looks kind of like a zombie, but, yeah, he's a skeleton. I, I figured zomb- zombie would fit better, but they probably didn't want, like, the zombie dragon. Because I think there's, um, Bladewing is pretty uh, iconic in being a zombie dragon. Yeah. Now, what's weird about him is if you look at his artwork, yeah, he's very skeletal. And, in fact, I don't know how he flies. It, this doesn't look like it should be able to fly, because he doesn't really have wings so much as bones where his wings ought to go. I don't think dragons use their wings to fly. They fly because they're magical. Yeah, I, I think you're right. You know, it's, incidentally, folks have done some calculations for based on a dragon's size, uh, whether its its wings would actually be able to support it, and the answer is always no. There's just absolutely no way. Those wings are way too small. Uh, no matter how majestic they look, they're being held up by magic. Mag- what, about magic gener- what about Chinese dragons? Almost none of them ever have wings. Yeah, well, that's different. They're, we're definitely saying that's magic that's making them go. Uh, so here it's terrible infect magic that's making this guy go. Mm-hmm. That black oil. Oh God, the black oil. Okay, so uh, any uh, any other dragons you want to mention? No, those are my three like favorite dragons in Magic. Well, I'm going to mention a couple of dragons here that uh, I I like, but I'm not sure that everyone will agree with me. But I I like them just because I think they're interesting. And they're another class of dragons that we haven't even really talked about yet, and I'm going to call them more dragon kin. They're not really proper dragons yet, but they will be, probably someday. And the first one is dragon hatchling. 
Uh, Dragon Hatchling, uh, came to us originally, I think in M13, I want to say. So, you know, this was, this is when I was, uh, really playing quite a bit before I turned more, more of my attention to judging. And Dragon Hatchling for one and a red, you get an 01 creature dragon with flying. That's right. For two mana, you get an 01 flyer, but he has fire breathing. So for a red, it gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. He was a common, I, I think he's just a fun little card. Uh, is he a competitive level card? No, but he's so cute. Look at the little guy. Okay, he just got out of the egg. He's just learning to fly. He can do a little bit of fire breathing. I mean, still, I like him, because he's dragon hatchling. You just, you just want to hug him. He's so cute. Uh, and speaking of which, the, the second one that also falls into this uh, is uh, Dragon Whelp, which uh, Dragon Whelp has been around for a long, long time, including... All the way back in Alpha, and if you look at the artwork for Dragon Whelp in Alpha, it is absolutely adorable. Uh, Dragon Whelp, so for two red red, so CMC of four, this is only two less than Shivan Dragon. For two less than Shivan Dragon, what do you get? You get a two three with flying, instead of a five five with flying. And then he has the activated ability for uh, uh, fire breathing. So for red, it gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. But if this ability has been activated four or more times this turn, sacrifice him at the beginning of the next end step. So he can breathe, but just don't breathe too hard or he's going to explode. Explode. Totally explode. So, yeah, I, you know, I just wanted to mention those guys just so that people who, who love them just don't forget about them. Uh, we're, we're not ignoring them. They're totally there. Well, I'm ignoring them. Well, Rich, Rich is totally ignoring them, but that should come as a surprise to absolutely no one. Uh, another dragon I want to mention, since he has made uh, a splash uh, recently, uh, also from uh, from M13, we had Thundermaw Hellkite. Remember Thundermaw? He's dumb. Dumb? Oh, come on. Thundermaw Hellkite's awesome. Dumb. Awesome, and you know it. For three red red, one less than Shivan Dragon, you get a... 5-5 five, five flyer with haste. Bam. Right there. Taps all flyers. Better. Better than Shivan Dragon, in my opinion. Now, he doesn't have fire breathing, but look at this, what we stapled to him. When Thunderball Hellkite enters the battlefield, it deals one damage to each creature with flying your opponent controls. Tap those creatures. So, yeah. Just clear the way. Thundermaw's punching you in the face right now. Yeah, well, if... You read Uncharted Realms, Thundermon got his butt kicked by Talrand. Yeah, well, that may have happened, yes. That, that, that might have been a thing. But still, Thundermaw, awesome. And, again, look at how far we've come from, from the Shivan Dragon days. Uh, these days, I suppose the, uh, the Dragon du Jour might be Stormbreath Dragon. Also dumb. Oh, come on, you're just saying that because he's got protection from white. But Stormbreath Dragon, three, red, red. So again, five mana cost. He's only a 4-4, four, four, but he does have flying and haste and protection from white, which is awesome. Uh, then he has the monstrous ability. So for five red, red, monstrosity three. Uh, if it's not yet monstrous, put three plus one, plus one counters on it, and it becomes monstrous. And when Stormbreath Dragon becomes monstrous, it deals damage to each opponent equal to the number of cards in that player's hand. So, hey, that is a real nice Reliquary Tower you've had out all game. Can't help but notice that your turns take 20 minutes as you sort through your damn hand. How about if you take a bajillion D damage? How about that? Bajillion D, that's a good number. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. So, yeah, those are... 
those are kind of the guys who are uh, uh, currently or recently in uh, in folks' memory. Um, there are a few storyline dragons that we should bring up at this point. So we've we've of course already talked about Nicol Bolas and that he is a planeswalker. Nicol Bolas, by the way, uh, is theoretically the oldest living creature in Magic. Now, I think that's kind of a misnomer because I think his physical body was destroyed once back in, I want to say, Kamigawa block from a storyline perspective, but he got his body back and, and there he is. Um, he was a pre-mending planeswalker, lost a bunch of power when the mending happened. He's been trying to get that power back, so he's kind of the big bad that's been hiding in the background, uh, kind of maneuvering things uh, throughout this the storyline of magic. If you had to pick one villain for magic, it would be the Phyrexians. If you had to pick two, it would be the Phyrexians and Nicol Bolas. They don't work together, but Nicol Bolas is, is always there. Um, he killed Ugin... But then again, maybe not. Look, time travel's gonna happen and all kinds of weird stuff. Uh, it is his vault, his fault that the Eldrazi are out of their vault on, uh, uh, Zendikar, by the way. Totally his fault. He's the guy to blame. Uh, Niv-Mizzet, we should probably mention him. I'm sure you like Niv-Mizzet. Of course I do. It's blue. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it takes. Well, he does draw cards as well. Yeah, he does. Uh, so, uh, do you wanna, wanna talk about one of the Nivs? I mean, yeah, he's got um, well, two cards. Well, his, well, his cards? Yeah. Um, I like I like both of his cards. One's very combo-rific, and the other one's actually just a solid card. I'll take his newer one. I'll take Draco Genius, which everyone hates that name, and I don't blame them. Yeah, well. Yeah, I kind of hate it, too. But Niv-Mizzet Draco Genius costs two blue-blue-red-red, so he's six for a 5-5 five, five flying dragon. Whenever oh, he does Dragon name, Wizard. Don't, don't dragon, That's right. He, he is, is a wizard. A wizard. Um, whenever Niv Mizzet, Draco Genius deals damage to a player, you may draw a card. Then you can pay a blue and a red to deal one damage to target creature or player. Yeah, he's kind of a bastard. He's awesome. I, I had, I played a rug peddler deck and I would pair him with peddler and it's hilarious. Oh, oh. Is it nightshade peddler? Yes. Oh, that's a horrible thing to do. No, the worst is when I, when I had also played to miss, dismiss into dreams. I don't know dismiss. That is a seven cost blue en- enchantment. Um, all other, all your opponent's creatures have sacrificed this creature becomes the target of a spell. Oh. Or ability. Oh. It get, makes all other creatures illusions, essentially. Oh, that's horrible. Oh, and the Nivs just destroys them all and gives you, I don't actually know if you get to draw the card, because I think they're sacrificed once they're targeted. Yeah, and you have to deal damage to a player to draw the card. Oh yeah. Not a creature. But he, he can, I mean, I could sit there and wipe, I mean, I actually did really well with that deck. I wiped boards and would sit there and just draw cards for, for fun. Alright, well, uh, that's the more recent incarnation of Niv-Mizzet. Niv-Mizzet, of course, is the leader of the Izzet League on Ravnica. Um, so he is one of your, your guild Ma- leaders. Maro has said, cause this question went out there, cause if Niv-Mizzet's so smart, is he smarter than Nicobolas? And, Morrow's answer said, I think Niv-Mizzet's smarter, but I think um, Nicobolas is more powerful, more cunning, and far more evil. Yeah, well, there you go. So uh, if you're keeping track on your D&D sheets, uh, Niv-Mizzet has a higher int, and I would say that Nicobolas has a higher whiz. But that's just me. 
so he prece- he was preceded by Niv Mizzet, the Firemind. Uh, so the old version of uh, Niv Niv Mizzet from probably uh, the most popular guild leader <clears throat> of all. I, think, I honestly think that's why the new Ravnica centered around him so much, because he was the most popular one to come out of there. Yeah. Uh, so back then, he was also six mana cost, two blue, blue, red, red, for a legendary creature, Dragon Wizard. He was a 4-4 back then, had flying. Whenever you draw a card, Nivmizit the Firemind deals one damage to target creature or player, and he has an ability of tap, draw a card. Yeah, I could see how the blue decks might like that. Yeah, there's a couple enchantments, um, like Ophidian, um, so whenever you deal damage to a player, you draw a card. Oh, 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 I, I see what you did there. That's, that's horrible. Yep, so then you put that on there, you just tap, and you just keep drawing cards, and you keep dealing damage to players, and you keep drawing cards. As long as you have 20-some cards in your deck, you win. Yeah, that's, that's cruel. Not unusual, but cruel. That's, that's the Niv-Mizzet combo, that's what everyone likes. It's, um, Ophidian, uh, what's the other, Ophidian Eyes, there's another, I can't think of the other enchantment that does that, but there's a few things that let you do, let him do that that make him really powerful. Mm-hmm. So then all you have to do is tap him yep. and win. That that seems awful. I see people do it and try to do it in EDH. Um, it's less. I mean, I know you have more cards in EDH, but it's less a little bit less reliable because you have to go through a lot more life to kill someone. Now, uh, the, the enchantment that you were setting this up with, is it a may ability or is it a required ability? I believe it's required. Okay, so if I get out a Platinum Angel, you lose the game. Essentially. Okay. Uh, let me double check to see. Um. Just wanted to be sure that you would pay for your insolence. I mean, that uh, you would, in fact... Fiddy and I... It's, no, this one has flash. Um, whenever an enchanted creature deals combat damage, oh no, nope, it isn't you, may. Oh, that's no good. How can I kill you? I mean, yeah, stuff. All right, so there's at least one other important dragon that needs to be brought up, and that is a guy by the name of Ugin. Ugin, kind of all the rage right now. Lots of you are probably now, you know. Whereas I would say, like. Six months ago, most people didn't know who Ugin was and didn't care. I'd say a lot more people know and care nowadays. Uh, so Ugin, uh, we first learned about Ugin back in the days of Zendikar. Uh, Ugin was one of three people who helped trap, well, three planeswalkers specifically, who helped trap the Eldrazi on Zendikar. So it was Ugin, Sorin, and at the time, the unnamed Lithomancer, who we now know as Nahiri, so those three planeswalkers sealed up the Eldrazi. There was even a card called Eye of Ugin uh, that was uh, a land back in Zendikar. But more recently, we've finally actually seen Ugin. And uh, Ugin the Spirit Dragon. And I don't think we have had a chance to talk about Ugin on this show, have we? Nope. And I am disappointed in this card. Okay, well, let's let's talk about the card, and then we'll see why Rich is disappointed. So Ugin the Spirit Dragon is a Planeswalker Ugin. He is colorless. He costs eight colorless mana for seven loyalty when he starts. And he gets the following abilities. Plus two, Ugin the Spirit Dragon deals three damage to target creature or player. So plus two for a lightning bolt. Don't mind if I do. Minus X 
Exile each permanent with a converted mana cost X or less. That's one or more colors. So Ugin is colorless. He's getting rid of things that have colors. Uh, the minus X ability, that could be very pertinent right away. And minus 10 anti-Nickel Bolas. You gain seven life, draw seven cards, then put up to seven permanent cards from your hand onto the battlefield. And that's after you draw seven cards. Yeah, that's after you draw seven cards. And that is the uh, the mirror mirror universe of Nicol Bolas Planeswalker's ultimate that was deal seven damage to a player, uh, that player discards seven cards, then sacrifices seven permanents. So, okay, so you're disappointed. Why? I get, I totally get this, the anti-Nicobolus. Makes total sense. I don't like how easy to cast it is. Oh. It's, I understand it's eight mana, but it's eight colorless mana. Nicobolus, you had so much benefit from him, but he was hard to cast. Okay. I mean, he was what, um, two blue, three black, uh, two red? No, Nicobolus Planeswalker was one blue, two black, one red. And, oh. And four colorless. I'm thinking of, um, Cruel Ultimatum. Yeah, but still, he's not easy to cast. He's sure. got he's got very decent color requirements. Ugin has does not. Ugin will go in every EDH deck. Ugin can fit in any deck. I mean, Tron can cast him, even though I still think Car, um, Karn's a better card in Tron. But sure. I mean, he's he's so easy to cast. And like, the, other than the fact that he's eight mana, if he was colorless, he should cost more mana because Nicobolus cost a lot. He was hard to cast. But the reward was huge because it didn't take much to get to his alt. It didn't take much to get to, you know, to really use, utilize his abilities. And that's where, I don't, that's where it's disappointing to me is how easy to cast he is. Because mm. there's, it's not hard to get to other than eight mana and getting eight colorless mana, not going to be difficult to do even fast because you can like rely on so many other things to give you quick mana. So I mean, green decks can use them. All decks can use them. Kind of, I mean, kind of like Karn. I don't know. I don't know. Karn wasn't the same. Karn wasn't so, such a win. Yeah. No, that's my disappointment in him. Okay, well, <clears throat> from a story standpoint, from a flavor standpoint, I think he's a home run. Because, I mean, Ugin is uh, uh, kind of a specialist in colorless magic, specifically uh, a colorless fire. There was the card Ghostfire. There's, uh, there's I think, Ghostfire Blade. Uh, that talks about it, but colorless flame was always a big thing. So, so that plus two ability, absolutely awesome. Okay, spectacular. He's a colorless planeswalker that does a lightning bolt. I love it. Um, he then exiles colored things. Well, he's a specialist in colorless mana, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, is he too easy to cast? He is gonna be jammed in just about anything. So, sure, I, I could see that. I, I could absolutely see that as a perfectly valid criticism. Um, I like that he's got this anti-Nickel Bolas vibe. Um, a, a question becomes, uh, what exactly is going to happen when uh, this whole fight goes down, right? Because, I mean, uh, the original fight between Nickel Bolas and Ugin, Ugin lost, and Nickel Bolas killed him. But now Sarkin Vol is going back in time to interfere with things to try and bring Ugin back to life. And here we are in the past with uh, with with Ugin alive as a planeswalker. So uh what's going to change in Magic's history is what I want to know. Will will Ugin still die at the end of the events of Fate Reforged? We don't know the answer to that yet. We should find out fairly soon, but we don't know yet. 
Um, I think I think he should just to not throw things out of whack. But who knows what they want? They want to do. And this could be a good way to make their storylines do what they want. Yeah, absolutely. Now that we've now that we've stuck in time travel, we we kind of like to avoid time travel because it it screws with the timeline. But uh, now that we've done it, uh, we can fix some things if we need to fix them. Uh, you know, I might agree with you that maybe. Let's see now. Should his alt cost more? Should he cost more? Let's ask that question first. Should he cost more? You're saying I should, yes. I think he should cost like ten. Ten? Nobody would play him. He would be useless. He wouldn't be. He okay. He would only ever be relevant in EDH. How about that? That's fine. I don't know if that's fine. They they want when you have a splashy, interesting card like this, you want it to see standard play. If it's only ever going to see EDH play, you should have just put it in the EDH product. I don't know. I mean, can't cut. I mean, and it eats his cap because there's, there's no difference between nine and ten. There is no difference. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm going to agree with you on that one, but okay. Well, other than the fact that yes, I understand. I do understand they are different numbers. Okay. When, okay. In the concept of looking at a cost of mana of uncastable versus castable, sure. nine and ten have zero difference. Okay, you're saying that nine is kind of the threshold that we kick over there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, so. Uh, what if, what if we left him at 8, but we made his ultimate cost 12? Honestly, make his plus, his plus cost 1. Plus 1. 1. 1. 1. Why? Make, give him more turns to ramp. Make him have to ramp more turns. An ultimate like that, you need to be able, you should have to work for it, but you don't. You plus twice and have it. Well, uh, Nicol Bolas, you plus twice and you had it. Yeah. Again, I'm going back. Nicol Bolas is hard to cast. Nicol Bolas doesn't fit in every deck. I, well, he doesn't fit in every deck, but he's he's only seven, right? No, no, he is eight. You're right. He, he is, is eight, eight mana. Okay. He costs eight mana, and he fits in two decks: a Grixis deck and a five-color deck. That's it. Hmm. Okay, so Rich does not like Ugin. Let's be clear about that. I do. I think Ugin's awesome, and the artwork is just super sick. But, but let's be honest. Who's surprised I don't like Ugin? Uh, nobody? Nobody. Ooh, anyone who hasn't ever listened to the show. If yeah. if that describes you, welcome aboard. This is Rich. Uh, Rich doesn't like Ugin. It's not really a defining characteristic, but he loves graveyards and, um, well, things that are, what, blue, blue, white, black, I would say? Yes. Yeah, so there you go. That's, that's Rich. He wants to mill you, uh, and he might engage in behavior... Uh, from a deck building standpoint that I think is awful. So there you uh, go. Most people think it's awful. All right. So that is Ugin. Now we have gone back in time because right now, uh, well, previously when we did cons of Tarkir, we're on the plane of Tarkir where everybody loves dragons, but there aren't any. They're all dead. So there are a whole bunch of crazy, crazy clans that are all about dragons. But now that we're in the past on Tarkir, now we're to a place where there were dragons on Tarkir. We're not yet to the set Dragons of Tarkir. That's the set number three. But Fate Reforge, they're dragons. And in fact, there is another cycle of dragons that has been introduced. And you'll never guess how many dragons are in this cycle. Five. Five, that's right. Five dragons is the third five dragon cycle that we've seen. There have been people who've suggested that we'll have another five dragon cycle to complete the ten dragon cycle. Uh, Probably, in, I don't, I don't see that unlikely. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's likely, but maybe. I mean, the next set is dragons of Tarkir, so there will be dragons. Well, I the suspect. thing is, from what I'm looking at of the spoilers or whatever you want to call them, 
something about them doesn't quite f- these dragons don't quite fit yet. Okay. Well, all right. Well, then let's let's talk first uh, for uh, a brief flavor digression. Uh, the reason there are five different dragons, and they're all are they all mythic? No, none are. They're all rare. They're all rare. Okay, so five legendaries, but they're rare. Legendary rare dragons. Uh, they are not wedges. They are not shards. They are not monocolored. They they're are. Allied. They are allied. They are dual colored. It's funny though. Um, I noticed it's the. Core color of the clan, and the second color goes its back one. Okay, so uh, these these five dragons they represent five kind of groups of dragons or broods of dragons in Tarkir's past. All of the dragons in Tarkir's past are uh, spawned by storms created by Ugin's magic, and how those storms interact with the different terrain, with the different land on Tarkir, gave rise to these five different broods, five different strains of dragons, if you will. And each one of these legendary dragons is kind of the, the strongest, the leader of that brood of dragons. You can think of, I'm, I'm going to say it's the con of the dragons. How about that? They aren't That's really good. clans, but let's, let's go with it. Let's roll with it, okay? The cons of dragons. So, uh, are there any that you want to lay dibs to? That you want to talk um, about? Let's just go in order, and um, there is one I lay dibs to. Okay, I'm just gonna, one though. I'm gonna guess and it I starts you... with uh, with an O. Oh no. no, no, it'll start with an S, won't it? There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, uh, why don't you take the first one? Okay, so, I will take Dromoka, the Eternal. He is the dragon revered by the Abzan. Which, if you remember, the Abzan Revere, like, control and defense, the, their symbol's the scale. So we have Dromoka the Eternal, which fits the, what they're going for. He is three green-white for a 5-5 five, five flying legendary creature dragon. And he has, whenever a dragon you control attacks, Bolster 2. Now, we haven't talked about Bolster yet, either. No. Bolster is the new ability of the Abzan. Some of the clans got new abilities back in time. And Bolster is... Choose a creature with ha- with the least toughness amongst creatures you control and put plus one, plus one counters equal to the number following bolster. So whenever Dromica attacks, put two plus one, plus one counters on the creature with the lowest attack, toughness. Now, if Dromica is the only creature at- on the battlefield, he becomes a 7-7. Seven, seven. He sure does. A 9-9. Nine, nine. Then an 11-11. Eleven, eleven. And then you're and dead. Then, and yeah, as I was gonna say, and then you're dead. That is Dromica the Eternal. I like his last name because it really fits with kind of what the Abzan stand for. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and he definitely makes things bigger. You know, it's it's kind of like you know their previous ability was uh, what Outlast, where you could uh, uh, put counters on dudes. Uh, so here we're making dudes bigger. So Bolster, Bolster meshes very very well with the Abzan kind of vibe. Uh, meshes well with the previous mechanic. Uh, he's a very scaly dragon if you just look at him. So, you know, the, uh, the Abzan going with the whole scale motif, sure, absolutely, love it. Um, he looks mean, I won't lie to you. If you look at the artwork, he does not look like a friendly, this is not Puff, the magic dragon. He's, he's mean. Yeah, he looks super mean. Okay, so I'm gonna take the, uh, the next dragon on our list here, and this is, I'm gonna go ahead and butcher the name. I, I think it's Ojutai. Let's say O J U T A I Ojutai Soul is that, of Winter. Isn't that that's like Ouija? So it's kind of yeah. Like I was gonna say it maybe Weetai. Weetai. I think Weetai sounds a little bit more uh, it, it pleasant sounds, to the ears. Yeah, it sounds more right. Let's go with Weetai. Okay, so here's Weetai Soul of Winter. 
Uh, he costs five white blue for a legendary creature dragon. He is a five six. He has flying and he has vigilance. Whenever a dragon you control attacks any dragon, not just this guy, whenever a dragon you control attacks, tap target non-land permanent your opponent's control. It doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. He is, to me, is very reminiscent of the Archon from Return to Ravnica. Sure, yeah. Cost seven, big flyer. I can't remember if that had vigilance or not. I don't think it did. But I don't tap, think it did. It detained things, which is similar to tapping them. Yeah, so you're you're kind of detaining here. Yeah. So um, his this, art is glorious. His art is really, really freaking sweet. Um, he is, of course, the uh, the dragon that the Jeskai. I'm not going to say worship revere. Let's say revere. Yes, I like revere. Uh, so he's he's definitely got this kind of uh, a blue red white motif going on in his artwork and it's a real nice sunset scene it's it's a beautiful piece of artwork you should go check it out um he's definitely very controlly uh so that's definitely very jeskai-esque that they're uh uh not outlasting you but they're outmaneuvering you they're they're changing how things work um yep you think you have blockers now you don't have blockers you don't not at all. And I swung with several dragons, so you're doing uh, jack and squat. So which means there's no which means there's no crackback. Yeah. And even if there were, he's got vigilance. What does he care? He'll just eat them. Yep. Yeah, so there's Wee Tai. Um then we move on to the Soul Tai, who for ruthlessness and they revere Silum Silumgar. 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 Yeah, that name. No matter what I do with that name, I can't get it to roll off the tongue. It's Silumgar, the Drifting Death. Now he's got a hell of a title. If you look at his his art too, it's it looks that way. Yeah. So he is four blue black, for a three seven. Doesn't sound that impressive. But let's keep reading. Flying. He's a dragon. He has hexproof, so Clues clearly hates him already. I despise him. Whenever a dragon you control attacks, creatures defending players controls get minus one, minus one till end of turn. By himself, not as impressive. Um, more dragons, far more impressive. Yeah. See, the thing about, like, about him is I'm not a fan of is he's not good by himself. Uh, he's not terrible by himself. I mean, he's no. still... He's a wall. He's a huge wall. He is. And if you've got an opponent with token strategies, he's a wall and a wipe. Right. But, you know, like, Dromaka can totally handle on his own. He will kill someone. Yeah. Um, same with Wetai. He can do the same. Easily take care of someone. You know, tap their stuff, to, you know, tap down one of their, fl- their one flyer. You can just keep cracking in and they're not coming back because he's a 5-6 with vigilance. Yeah. But Silumgar... Uh, I mean, he's he's a nice wall, but he's really. I mean, I understand they can't make that ability much bigger because it would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. So it's just by himself, he's just not impressive. Uh, what if they made it whenever he attacks, uh, creatures get minus two, minus two? How about that? That would be much more fan of. But then again, it doesn't stack where he's going to start. I was going to say, like, then it doesn't help. Yeah. Because eventually, I mean, that's what that's one thing is like. Through the spoilers, I haven't seen a lot of dra- regular dragons outside of these guys. Mm. I could be wrong. I haven't been paid drastic close attention, but there's not a lot that I can really think of. I mean, I know because you would think there'd be one in all colors. I'm just not seeing dragons. Yeah, there are a few. 
there are some, let's see now, there's, there's a white, a blue, a black, a red, and a green. Yeah, there, there is an uncommon series of dragons, uh, that appears. Uh, and I think there's a common cycle as well. Let me see if I can find them. Alright, so if you, let's say, if you're sticking in two colors, that gives you five dragons. Yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. I think that these guys, well, no, let's, let's get through all of them before we talk about what, what, how okay. we think we're just gonna mesh in, in You, the next you can set. take the next piece of garbage. Whoa! Actually, whoa. Sorry, sorry, the next, this next one's not a piece of garbage. I actually like the next one. It's the one after that I don't like at all. Okay, so, so Kolghan the Storm's Fury. I like this guy already. He's got a great name. He's got awesome artwork. He costs yep. three, a black, and a red. Hey, I love those colors. Fantastic. Three, a black, and a red for a legendary creature dragon with flying. He's a four or five. Eh, I'd like him to be a little bit bigger. Hmm. What happens if he attacks? Oh, whenever a dragon you control attacks, creatures you control get plus one, plus zero until end of turn. It's awesome sauce. This is creatures. At first I thought it was dragons, but it's just creatures. Yeah, so he will, in fact, pump himself to become a 5-5 when he's on offense. And we're not done yet, because this is Mardu. He also has the new Mardu ability, which we haven't talked about, which is Dash. Dash for three, a black, and a red. You may cast the spell for its dash cost, which is three black red. If you do, it gains haste, and it's returned from the battlefield to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. It's, I mean, it's like a form of hexproof, other than the fact that it's not still in the battlefield. Yeah, and you do have to to pump the the mana into it every time uh, you want to put still. it back out. But yeah, let's say that your opponent is uh, is totally uh, wiping the board. Eh, well, I'll just put him out here, punch you in the face. Uh, do you have to? No, is, do you have to dash as a sorcery? Uh, yeah, you're you're casting it as a as a. That that is an alternate casting cost, so it's subject yeah. to the normal casting. So it's, you can't just do it as like a huge anthem effect. Uh, no, no, okay. no, you can't. Unless you can somehow give all spells flash, you might be able to pull that off. I look, we don't yet have the fact yet for exactly how dash is going to interact with everything, but I I don't think that's going to work. Okay. Uh, but anyway, so I I like this guy a lot. Uh, he's very Mardu-y. Um, he, he, he stacks as well. It's once again, it's another one of these whenever a dragon you control attacks abilities. So, yeah, they want you to have dragons. They want dragons slamming into everything all the time. Alright, we got, uh, one left, I believe. The te- teamers who are ruthlessness? No, um, God, what's Savagery? Sav- savagery, that's yeah. what they're all about. I don't like this card. Okay. So put that out there, which again, if people know me, this is no surprise I don't like this card. And it's not the colors. It's not the colors. He is five red green, which is not colors I like, but five red green for a six four. Flying trample. Whenever a dragon you control attacks, it gains double strike until end of turn. Yeah. Now, this means that the dragon itself gets double strike. It's not other creatures, but whenever a dragon attacks, that dragon gets double strike. He is a dragon, so he gets double strike. And that's 12 trample power right there. If, thing is, if you're gonna have one, don't give them the other. I don't, they do that a lot with some of this, these red green stuff, and it really frustrates me. Cause it's so hard to deal with sometimes. <laughs> Actually, all, it's always hard to deal with. I just... uh, oh, that's great. So, the guy who likes hexproof thinks this is hard to deal with. I'm just making sure that I heard you right. But hexproof doesn't necessarily kill, everything with hexproof doesn't necessarily kill you. 
Yeah. Especially okay. they've yeah, really no, 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 that's they've fine. really they've really dialed back on hexproof where it's not on uber powerful things that just kill you. Am I right? Uh, mostly. They're still annoying things. Really freaking annoying things. Silumgar is all on his own. It's going to take him a long time to kill you. It is. Yeah, but, you know, if you're playing black and blue, chances are you've got some way to uh, make it so the game drags out forever in a day. Fair enough. I mean, Atarka, the world render, that's who I, I forgot to read his name, which is a great name as well. <sighs> I don't like the fact that he gives double strike and has trample. Granted, he doesn't give other things trample, just gives them double strike. Yeah. But still, honestly, just, just having double strike is pretty darn good. Honestly, I, I mean, I understand he is, he costs seven, he is expensive, he doesn't have tra- I mean, he doesn't have haste, so he, there's time to deal with them. But you can't chump him. Yeah. And he's, give him three toughness. Put him in range of burn. Uh, maybe we'll get flame slash back. Then he is maybe. in range of burn. Yeah, so just yeah, like something to make them a little bit easier, where you don't pretty much have to run blue bounce or black removal to kill them. Which again, I know those are colors I play, so I shouldn't complain that much. But still, yeah, yeah. they're they're kind of your thing, man. They're kind of your jazz, right? Those are kind of my jazz, but still, I mean it, that locks I mean, maybe that locks me into certain types of decks I don't always want to play. <laughs> hey, I play other types of decks. Okay, sure, sure. Hey, I believe you, man. I am not calling that into question at all. I play reanimator. Reanimator decks don't play a lot of removal. You know that. Yeah. They play creatures that have removal. <laughs> oh, that that archon from uh, what's the name of that sting set? Why can't I think of the set? Theros. That would deal with this guy real nicely. Okay. Okay. Exile permit when enters the battlefield. Yeah. yeah so. See, I, I don't, like this card, I don't like that. I don't like this guy. I don't like when they do, they push stuff like that. I mean, again, they gave Silumgar, um, Hexproof. Hex, Hexproof yeah. and kill tokens, like all the tokens. Yeah, but there's not like a token. Do you have any idea how many goblins this guy kills? So many. Yeah, that's no good. No he, good. He is just drifting death for goblins. And another, another thing that actually frustrates me with all five of these is they're legends. They're cool legends. They are not great commanders. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably fair. Uh, well, unless you're making a dragon EDH deck, in which case you kind of want all of these guys in your dragon EDH deck to like so make a, a five a, color. Like a scion deck? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely a scion deck. These guys are awesome. But for them and themselves as the commanders, not that great. Because, I mean, if, let's say, if, let's say we go to the Silumgar deck. I mean, well, you said there's 30 non-red dragons? Yeah, 30. Then give you a lot of creatures for Silumgar to be a boss. Yeah, not a... Not a no. Mm. Now, like, Dromakar, you could make him a solid, very solid um, Voltron deck. Give him some sort of protection um, and let him just go to town on people. Like, I totally see that viable. And it's actually, honestly, um, Atarka, the world render, is the same. Give him, suit him up, he could just... Ruin worlds. So that's I mean that's just one of my feelings. And I, don't, I guess not all legends need to be generals, but I really think it makes them better when they're general when they can be a general. It makes them fun. It gives some renewal to um, the format. Keep giving new generals for people to play as. Let's see. Take a look at some of these. I'm gonna look at blue black dragons because that's what I like. I like Selengar. There's a zombie fish. That's weird. <laughs> 
Yes, there is a zombie fish, and yes, that is right. weird. So we got we got the black Noxus dragon, four four red black black for a four four flying dragon. Uh, and when he dies, you may destroy target creature with converted mana cost three or less. Mm, that's okay. Um, I mean, he's not to me that I, I wouldn't want to pay the six mana for that for that in EDH. Just not really worth it in EDH. Um, Mind Scour Dragon six six cost for a four four flyer. They're probably all going to be the same. Deals combat damage to opponent. That player puts the top four cards of his or her library. In his. All right, this card I like. I like Mind Scour Dragon. To me, that's cool. He mills. I like milling. Sure. So I get that. I, I can I can get behind that one. So but yeah, but this them not being not being effective generals bothers me a little bit. Okay. Side of honestly, those are the only two because we go back to um, Colagon. His dash is irrelevant. I don't know if it's as, irrelevant. As a general, he's fairly it's fairly irrelevant. Uh, okay, so you want you want blue or black dragons, right? Is colorless okay? Yeah. Can I give you color? Then you've got sixteen to choose from. Really? You have sixteen to choose from. Here, let me let me paste this search to you in the chat here, so you can uh, see. There you go. Uh, so yeah, there's sixteen dragons that are either blue, black, or colorless. Some of them aren't great, but still. You get 16 of them. One of them's Draco. Yes. <laughs> All right. Skittles is in there. Steel Hellkite's in there. That's that Kuka Show's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Kuka Show's in there. I like Kaiga as well. Kaiga's pretty decent. Kaiga mm-hmm. makes Kaiga, almost all of those um, Kamigawa dragons make, make people really think before they kill them. Yes. Yes, they do. Uh, yeah, they're, they're not. You're right. They're just, they're not great. And again, hopefully in the next set, the third set, we see a little bit better options that maybe maybe makes them a little bit more thought worthy of being generals. And I guess again, not all legends. They shouldn't have to make all legends general worthy, but I think it helps. Yeah, it does help. It definitely helps. Hey, look, what about tech? You should put tech in your deck. Did you see tech? He's all the way at the bottom of that list. This is a dragon I didn't even know existed. He's from Invasion. He's a rare. He costs five colorless for an artifact creature dragon. He's a 2-2, but now to reward all of you like five color players, he gets plus zero, plus two as long as you control a planes, has flying as long as you control an island, gets plus two, plus zero as long as you control a swamp, has first strike as long as you control a mountain, and has trample as long as you control a forest. So if you just run all five basics, he is... A four-four flying first strike trample colorless dragon, and for so he gains plus zero plus two for an island or flying for an island. Uh, flying for an island. Okay, and then black plus two plus zero. Oh. That's so right. That makes him. And if I had a Silumgar deck, that makes him a four-two flyer for five. That's right. Totally what you wanted. Hey, he can take down anything that's got two power with with some Silumgar out there. That's right. <laughs> but honestly, uh, I wouldn't be. Aff- See, the thing is, like, but like in an Esper deck, Silumgar and Weetai would be amazing. Or even Silum in a Grixis deck, Silumgar and Colagon Kol- mm-hmm. be phenomenal. But I suppose if you want to run Jun, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that sounds great. Yay. Now that, given how these guys are worded, I can't help but think that we're going to have some dragons in Dragons of Tarkir. Dragons, lots of them. 
And I, re- I really do think that we will see the enemy colored. And here's why. They went back in time, and Ugandot, when Ugin died, the dragons ceased coming to an existence in this world, correct? Yes, and the, 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 the clans all killed them off. So no, no new dragons came, and they killed off, you know, Silumgar, and they killed off Atarka and all of them. So, that, I mean, that's what happened. But they go back, they save Ugin, dragons keep coming. Maybe, as, you know, as cons change and the folk, you know, some focuses change, they started revering new dragons. Hmm. And now those are the dragons that are present in the current pa- the current time. The current Tarkir, yeah. So, the, like, um, who, you know, Narset, instead of revering Wetai, now reveres um, a blue-red dragon. Right. Niv-Mizzet. Yes, she reveres Niv-Mizzet. Niv-Mizzet comes to this plane and just pones everyone. That's Ev- what's going to happen. Every night when she goes to bed, she dreams of a dragon called Niv-Mizzet. She has no idea why. Yep. Haunts her dreams. They're both planeswalkers. It's going to happen. They're going to be on one card together, and they're going to plus ten and kill everyone. <laughs> Hey, there's red. You can play that card. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> right on that. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we definitely have more dragons in our in our future in Dragons of Tarkir. I know that's a controversial statement we're making here on Card Advantage that we'll see dragons in Dragons of Tarkir. But I, I am curious if instead of for, foregoing the enemy colors, which is a possibility, they bring back wedge dragons. I'm not saying it's we're going to see intet in them. But we might see a new form of wedge dragons, or maybe monocolored dragons. I don't know. But I do yeah, think we'll see some more. Le- I do think we'll see at least five more legends. Okay, yeah, I could see that. And I think th- these ones were rare, and I think they'll, these other ones will be mythic. The mythics. Hmm. I really, I really do. Okay. Well, there's Rich's prediction. I have no idea, to be honest with you. But I have been pretty wrong on this set so far, so. I mean, so, I said I didn't think they'd print Ugin, and here's Ugin. Yeah, there he is. There he is. So, uh, we're, we're probably gonna wrap this thing up here in, in just a, a short while, but... Can we, can we, uh, I know we're, we don't wanna do a bunch of spoilers, but can we at least t- bring up the, um, the new con, the old cons, if you wanna call yeah, them? Yeah, I was, I was gonna say, but before we go, let's at least touch on a few cards that have been spoiled. But even before we do that, what do you think of the set as a whole so far? I haven't had a good chance to sit down and look at a lot of it. I've only seen specific things. Yeah. So it's, I have a really hard time giving a good adjustment. I've seen two mythics, three mythics, um, including Ugin, and I'm a fan of one. I'm the other one. Well, let's just talk about it. They bring time walk. Time they they did, and oh, I do not like that. I do not like that at all. Oh. I don't like this, hey, let's take the most powerful broken cards in Magic, add Delve, and call it a day. I mean, they've fact, it's called Temporal Trespass. It's 8 blue, 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 so it's 11. For a mythic with Delve, it just says, take an extra turn after this one, exile, temporal, temporal trespass. Yeah, there's maybe the only saving grace, is that we go ahead and exile this bastard so you're not flashing it back. So, I mean, we, we, all, we all know what Treasure Cruise is doing to people. This is no different. Yeah, I, I can't help but notice that, strangely enough, they've printed uh, some some cards whose effects I feel are broken. We've got uh, we've got Treasure Cruise, we've got Dig Through Time, we've got Temporal Trespass. I can't help but notice that all of those broken cards are blue. Um, shove it. <laughs> 
What a fascinating coincidence. They're expensive though. They cost a lot of mana. This is, this is the first one to come close to the right cost. I mean, blue, 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 cause let's face facts, you're probably exiling eight cards and going blue, blue, blue. Pretty yeah. darn good. Yeah, that's real. That is real. I mean, if you can do anything else that turn, anything at all, if you've got blue, 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 and one other thing, even just getting another land drop and blue, blue, blue is still put you ahead. Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't released, I guess I haven't seen any other mythics yet. Um, I haven't had a, ch- I mean, I haven't, I've been pretty busy, so I haven't had a chance to see all of them, all what's going on with these yet. So. But I have seen the new, the old, the new old cons, I guess you want to call them. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan. Okay. Huge fan. I think they're, I think they're well thought out. I like what they did with them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just, just a big fan of them all, all overall. I, I don't understand the bananas. That's the only thing I don't understand. The bananas? Yeah. Look, look at, t- uh, Tysiger, the golden fang, the black, uh, con, I, I guess. Oh, the, oh. Go go look at his artwork. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at it right now. He's um, a, you know, powerful ruler. Like they're kind of like Egyptian a little bit. If you notice some of their styles, yeah. and he's sitting like in a big throne where you know people serve him fruit and things. I I know. It's just that the whole image is somewhat muted and in shadows, except for this bowl of fruit that prominently has the the bananas. I, I guess ruling the Sultai requires potassium. Well, it's funny because when they read about the Saltai, the Nagath took control of the Saltai and made most humans, um, are like a subculture. Like they're like, they're not slaves because that's what the zombies are for. Yeah. But, but they're, they're not, they're, they're an underclass. Yes, they're not high class. But, but, um, well, this column, um, Tassiger, while, I mean, wizards, I understand, but make some of these, give us a, uh, a lexicon on how to say some of these names, please. Yeah, I've um, long. I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Tassiger, the Golden Fang. I think he's cool. Um, he costs five and a black. And he's a legendary creature, human shaman. And he's a four or five. And people are going, he's mono black. How does he rule the Sultai? Well, listen. First, he's got Delve, so he's never gonna cost that much, especially with the Sultai. Um, then he also he has the ability of two hybrid, or two colorless, and then hybrid green blue, hybrid green blue. Um, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard, then return a non-land card of an opponent's choice from your graveyard to your hand. I mean, you're milling yourself too to help enable Delve, but you're still getting you're getting stuff back. It's yeah. not necessarily what you want, but your opponent's got to give you something. Yep, they do. They have no choice. Eventually, they're going to run out of good choice. Good choices for them, they'll eventually run out. Uh, let's face facts. There are probably no good choices for them. Probably not, no. I mean, they don't want you to have your Doomblade back. They don't want you to have um, any all this other stuff fun back. I don't know. I, I, I that's not the top of my head, but I like. See, I, this is a very similar template for a lot of them. They cost the main color, then they have abilities triggered by the two by paying hybrids of the other colors. Yeah, so the, the wedge is really that way. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Okay, I guess we should run through the other four. Before we wrap things up, should we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, I grabbed Tysiger, so you can grab the other one. Okay. One. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk about the only one who matters, the the the, the best one. And you know what the one with the, the absolutely best name? Is, is it is it Alicia who smiles at death? Yeah, that's the, yeah, that's that's the best. Just that's the best flipping awesome. name. Uh, two and a red for a legendary creature, human warrior. She is a three-two with first strike. That's annoying. 
No, that's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Whenever Alicia, who smiles at death, attacks, you may pay white, black, white, black. So two hybrid mana there. If you do, return target creature card with power two or less from your graveyard to the battlefield, tapped and attacking. Super annoying. Not only am I going to kill you, I'm bringing this guy with me. That's super annoying. I love it. I love uh, it. And it's not like that thing gets sacrificed at the end of turn. You just bring it back. Yep. I love it. I'm going to grab um, Dogatar the Adamant. Sure. Three and a white. And they all kind of have single mana cost. Yeah. A single color in their cost. He is a legendary creature, human warrior. He is a zero, zero. Oh, no. That sounds terrible. I'm not paying for mana. Um, he's got Vigilance, which is always oh, fun. That's better. Now he's a dead Vigilant creature. All right. Um, and then when he enters the battlefield, he enters with four plus one plus one counters on him. Mm. Okay, so there's reasonable. You can pay one um, um, Golgari, Golgari, move a plus one plus one counter from target creature onto second target creature. Well, they are the Abzan are all about those counters. Holsters, so outlasts. Move them around. I mean, he can, he can move counters off him so he can get restocked with, from bolster. He can just move stuff off other creatures to get, make them bolster and he could get huge or he can make everything huge. He's, I like him. I think he's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to take, uh, Yasova Dragonclaw, who I like a lot. And I'm sure you probably don't, but I like you so much. I don't know what you're talking about. I love that ability. That ability is hundred to thousand <laughs> times percent me. It is sick. Uh, for two and a green, you get a four two legendary creature human warrior. Note that the power is four, right? So there are some abilities from the previous block that will interact nicely with that. Uh, has trample. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may pay one is it is it. So blue red, blue red. Uh, if you do, gain control of target creature and opponent controls with power less than Yasova Dragonclaw's power until end of turn. Untap that creature, it gains haste until end of turn. Card's so cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's base green, which is meh to me, but that ability is awesome. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a built-in act of treason every turn. It's got four power. If you can boost it any way, it's even better than that. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, then we'll move to the, lastly to the Jeskai. We have Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest, which is also a great name. It is. Um, he is two and blue for a three-two human monk. Excuse me. He has prowess, which is very big for the Jeskai. Yes. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay um, Boros Boros. Yes. If you do, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. Yes. If only this weren't on a blue card. So good. I mean, he, he really gives, like, he can make himself double striking after he's probably pumping himself. <laughs> I was gonna say, what's really sick about this is his two abilities synergize so well. So, let me, oh, yeah, so well. He, he is gonna be a, he could be a real monster. He's gonna wreck face. I mean, honestly, if the fact, I mean, throw any sort of white pump spell on him that's cheap, and you, you pay, oh man, he's gonna hit so hard. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, I think he's honestly one of the most powerful. Yeah. Well, there you go. Those are your new old cons, or your old new cons. That, look, old those are the cons? guys in charge. Yeah. Do you know, can these guys be used as generals? Uh, why not? They're legendary. 
Um, so that, would that just make them a wedge general? Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, your, your color identity is in fact both your mana cost and any costs on your card. So yeah, I, I think that makes these guys wedge generals. Cause I think that could make, I think Shu Yun could be a boss. Um, oh, that would be sick. Voltron general. Yeah. He's cheap. You can start casting all these enchantments and all these things, all these, you know, artifacts, which is going to trigger his prowess and just wreck things. Oh, just wreck. Yeah. Okay, so let, let me just double check here. Color identity, blah, 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 specified, blah, blah, blah. Mana symbols appear on the card anywhere, including within its rules text. Yes, so there you go. I, mean, I, I also think Golden Fang, that's what I'm calling the other guy because I hate his, his actual name. You, there's nothing in EDH your opponent is giving you that they want to give you. Yeah. From that graveyard. There's nothing. Oh. So, I, I, yeah, I'm a big fan of the design they did with these guys. I mean, they don't seem as overtly powerful as the other, the first, f- the five from the first set. Mm-hmm. But the, I think they're hiddenly powerful. Like, it's not as obvious how powerful they are. Yeah. But they are w- much more mana intensive. So, there you go. Uh, the, uh, Fate Reforged is releasing real soon here. I want to say that the, the pre-releases are, is that next weekend? It might be. Yeah, okay, so pre-release is coming up next weekend, so we should have the full set spoiler at the end of this weekend, or beginning of this weekend, sometime in there, so I think we've got just about all the cards, and it looks like a great set. Uh, I think we took a nice little trip down Dragon Memory Lane today. I am very confident that we will revisit the concept of dragons when Dragons of Tarkir happens, uh, but that, you know, I think we laid the groundwork for it here, so we should be able to just jump into things when uh, when Dragons of Tarkir comes, so... Sounds fun. So there you go. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. If you have feedback, if you've got a dragon that we didn't talk about that you wish we had or you hated the dragons we did talk about or we mispronounced all of the new names, which we probably did, uh, feel free to give us some feedback. You can reach us, uh, on the Gmail. We are mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. We are at cardadvantage on Twitter and you can, of course, find us at the website cardadvantagecast.com. And if you want to reach me directly, for instance, if you want to talk about some of these weird subtle rules interactions that are going on, please do so. You can find me on the Twitters. I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I am at MindMage. The A in Mage is at 4. Also spelled just like it is in the show notes. And of course... Uh, next week you'll find me at the pre-release over at Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It is a great shop, and you should check it out. All right, well, thank you all very much for joining us. We will see you all next time. I like shoot you. I am unsurprised. <laughs>